Listen to the best podcast about drumming. The Drum Shuffle Podcast with Jamie Eads. Listen wherever you listen to podcasts, thedrumshuffle.com, jamieeads.com, J-A-M-I-E-E-A-D-S.com. So where do we go? Two starters dismissed. One starter injured most of the season. Another that's been out three games and hasn't been 100% all year. You know what this team's going to do and what they need to do? is finish the season trying. That's it. They're going to lose some games. They may lose some games bad. But let's see some bright spots in the losses. And I think they're going to win a couple more. I do. They're going to lose more than they're going to win. But I just want him to try. That's what Huggins wants for the rest of the season. He wants them to try really hard. You want me to get out? You get out. Do you smell almonds? Nice mustache. You don't know what my breath smells like. Chest pass through him. I'm very excited about that. I'm also very nervous. Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now. Hey, everyone. Hey. That 11th win of the year felt so good. Wasn't that nice? From the Dyer Prime Pantry in Nitro, West Virginia, this is Unreasonable Doubt. A podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt. Episode 28, TCU. Spoiler alert. They won. The good team. WVU. Follow me on Instagram. Unreasonable Doubt WV. Twitter. Tweeting on Twitter. Find those tweets at I'm Josh Witt. Facebook, you know. Facebook page. Find it. Hit the blue thumb. Follow the podcast there. UnreasonableDoubtWV at gmail.com is the email address. Send me an email. I'll read it. Have an email. Go to read it later. West Virginia went to triple overtime with TCU and won. 104-96 to win their third conference game of the season. That was a game where I was nervous. It's been a while since I felt nervous about a game. And let's be clear, this is just prep for the future. This doesn't have a lot to do with this season. But it's so great to see the guys try. And get better. And TCU, if you forgot, and or, and I'm sure you wanted to forget, TCU tried to hang 100 in regulation on WVU and came up just short, but, but clobbered West Virginia. West Virginia laid down on the stupid frogskin court in Texas. This game, West Virginia was up at the half. 
Good sign. West Virginia was up six with a minute 30 left with the ball. McCabe misses the front end of a one-on-one, and here we go. TCU three. Lamont West misses a three with what seems like 20 seconds on the shot clock. TCU comes down, gets a wide-open three, makes it. Refs are always bad, missed a blatant goaltend. No two ways about it. And it goes to overtime. And the way this season has went, you say, positive signs. TCU's trying to win games to make the NCAA tournament resume better. Obviously, because the broadcast, they have Joe Lenardi in the... And I just had to mute it. When you don't have a rooting interest, when WVU, you know how they can make the NCAA tournament. They got to win the conference tournament, which is unlikely. So the play-by-play announcer, he said something about the second quadrant, and he said second quadrant like three or four times in a minute, and I wanted to take a nap. And the game was bad at that point. West Virginia's turning the ball over. It's funky. But TCU was funky as well. And so you go to overtime. The first overtime, not memorable. Second overtime, West Virginia. Last possession, Harler has an air ball. And Culver catches it, has the two-footer, cannot make it. And you're like, all right. The gig's up. Again, we take positive things from this game. If they fall... They made a valiant effort. Third overtime. TCU takes the lead early. Up one. Lamont West misses another early in the shot clock three. But then Haley with a block on the next TCU possession. West Virginia comes down. West early in the shot clock hits a three. So it's good when he makes them. Then, next WVU possession, Haley gets blocked. The ball's fumbling around. Very rarely, it feels like this season, West Virginia gets that ball. Haley gets it back, makes it. WVU up four. TCU still shooting threes. They're worn out. I mean, they're playing seven guys on the regular. They've had injuries, people wanting to transfer out. They're down to seven guys. And so some of their players played over 50 minutes tonight. And so the legs weren't there for threes for TCU. Harler makes a three. After a bad TCU miss, WVU's up seven and holds on. So many guys to talk about in a positive light. This is great. I feel like it's been forever. In a win, Jordan McCabe. 25 points, 11 assists, 5 rebounds, 6 steals. As much as I was impressed with McCabe being confident with the ball, he had had 4 turnovers, but he had 11 assists. So you can live with the 4 turnovers. Even better, he stayed in front of Robinson for most of the game. Robinson absolutely slayed us. 
in Texas in the first game. And it's not like he had a terrible game. It's just McCabe is really trying hard on defense. And he wanted the ball in the overtimes. He had like three looks at it in the end of regulation and overtime. And he couldn't make them, but he still was in there, not doing goofy stuff, made some key free throws. Great game for McCabe. So that's his best game again. Two McCabe best games back-to-back. Derek Culver, this guy, 22 points, 21 rebounds in 50 minutes. Culver almost had a triple-double because he had eight turnovers. (laughs) Does it count if it's a triple-double with turnovers? That being said, grabbing boards. He did make some good passes. He was getting position, and he... What Huggins is saying is, imagine if he knew what he was doing. Like, he's just getting by on ability, like athletic ability. Huggins says he doesn't know what he's doing yet, and and maybe that's the eight turnover part. But 22-21, and it took three overtimes, but still... Rare for that kind of stat line where you have a 2020 game. Jermaine Haley, another strong game from him. 18 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists. Key shot in the third overtime. Key block. My goodness. Chase Harler and Lamont West each had three threes. And... Culver played 50 minutes. McCabe played 50 minutes. Harler had over 50 minutes. Haley played 52 minutes. And they tried hard. And that's what we want. And to see positive signs. And they were there tonight for sure. I am very excited for this team. The most excited for me was at the end of the game. And people were noticing this on Twitter as well. Derek Culver, like the game, if you were in for the Memphis Temple game on ESPNU and you didn't have the ESPN News Channel, you were out of luck. (laughs) You missed a whole half of that uh, Temple-Memphis game. And so three overtimes goes. They say, we're going to talk to Culver. We're going to take a commercial after the game. West Virginia wins. We're going to talk to Culver. They come back. They do the Derek Culver interview. My man is grinning from ear to ear, and he's not looking at either the play-by-play guy or John Thompson the third. He's looking straight in the camera, smiling. He's addressing people as sir. They went to a different camera, and Culver noticed it. (laughs) And he continued to answer and moved his eyes from the other camera to the the current camera. Then they moved it back. His eyes went back to the the camera (laughs) that that had the live feed. It was gripping. That dude was clutch. 
I don't want to look. I, this is not a conversation with people. This is me celebrating, smiling, answering the questions, and maintaining eye contact with <laughs> with the camera. What camera am I supposed to look at? I mean, he, he's doing an interview, and he was professional. It was great. I'm proud of the team. I know Huggins is proud of the team. Not that that not that that means anything to them. Me and Nitro being proud of them, but they had chances where they could have lost the game, and they kept fighting, and they had calls go against them. They weren't great on defense. They had 24 turnovers, but they turned TCU over 24 times. Missed some foul shots, but TCU missed more foul shots. And West Virginia wins. And I'm excited. And I hope you are too. Random thoughts coming up. Woody's Goodies is a proud sponsor of Unreasonable Down. Two locations, Marmette, St. Albans, West Virginia. They are the home of the True Discount Deal. And for Wednesday, February 27th, get there early. They open at 10. They close at 7. Get there at 945. Why? Are you familiar with Beats headphones? You know, you go through uh, your retail store. They say they have discount deals. And you see some Beats headphones. And these are the Beats earbuds. And you're thinking, man, at the discount store, air quotes, I can get those for like $100. At Woody's Goodies tomorrow, St. Alba's location, you can get them for $7. But get there early. Woody's Goodies. Get the Beats headphones. Random thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Read an article before the game today from Justin Jackson of the Dominion Post. This summer, WVU is going to Spain to play in an off-season road trip. Apparently, you're allowed to do that per NCAA rules every four years. Four years ago, they went to the Bahamas. This year, they're going to Spain. August 3rd through the 13th, and for the first time through the Mountaineer Athletic Club, fans can go with the team. For $5,000, this is what it gets you. It gets you round-trip airfare to and fro Spain. Transportation to and from the airport in Spain. It's very Spain has a lot of cities, so I don't know where this is is going to be at specifically. You know, if you said you get uh, <laughs> you get transportation to and from the airport in the United States, like what in the world are you talking about? Be more specific. Anyways, it's early. It's early. Transportation to and from the airport in Spain. Tour activity tickets. That sounds fun. Bus rides. Admission to games. And your hotel for for the nine nights 
nights that you're there. So that'd be something to look forward to for the guys who are on the team. They're saying that the new recruit Oscar Schwebe will be in school before that happens and will be able to take the trip. So that's a cool thing. First year at a college, hey, let's go to Spain for 10 days. Okay. And just a word of advice from Kevin Jones. The food there is magnificent. You've traveled all over the world to play basketball, mm-hmm. which is amazing. The country you've been in that that's had the best food, what would it be? Spain. For sure. Spain. Yeah, when I was I was in Spain, I had some um I don't know if you ever heard of uh paella. Yeah. Yeah, paella, they have the best paella anywhere. I I would say Spain. I love I love Spanish food. And you're a seafood guy, I'm guessing. Yeah, and I'm a seafood great uh yeah, shrimp, um clam, whatever. I'm 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 that guy. That was Kevin Jones on this podcast talking about the great food of Spain. Props to me as I, I'm an excellent interviewer. Kevin Jones says, I love paella. And my important follow-up question was, and uh, let's be clear, paella has seafood in it. <laughs> That's a given. So my strong follow-up question was, so you must like seafood. What a goober I am. Anyway, I hope to talk to more former WVU players in the offseason. I did. I talked to Kevin Jones. That's proof. I was very excited to talk to him. Still excited to hear that, that that happened. So I want to do more of that this offseason. It's almost here. Other news from that Justin Jackson article, it's official from Huggins. Wes Harris is in the transfer portal. The transfer portal. What does that mean? Well, Wes Harris still has a year of eligibility. He's a junior, but he's on pace to graduate after this semester. So he could go to another school, transfer, be a graduate transfer, not have to sit out a season, and play at another school next year. It's complicated. Most people, when they transfer, like Teddy Allen, he had to sit out a year this season at Wichita State. He'll get to play next season. But some people go this graduate transfer route, like the Yale guy. We just finished, we just played Baylor. The Yale guy graduated from Yale early, this guy had a year of eligibility, left, and went to Baylor to play his last eligible season of basketball. Transfer portal. That's a new thing, calling it the transfer portal. It sounds very science fiction. When I hear portal, the only thing I think of is the show Doctor Who. And I don't remember one episode of Doctor Who. 
I vaguely know what it's about. I know. I feel like I know the theme song. Is that the? I think that's the theme song. Anyways, I don't know anything about it. I don't know who Doctor Who is. The only reason I know that song is because the only time I've watched Doctor Who is when I was in grade school. So if you're a fan of Doctor Who, was that appropriate for third graders to be watching Doctor Who? I don't know. It was on PBS. So, and then, I remember Doctor Who came on after Square One. Do you remember Square One? Square One was a television show on PBS, directed at kids, and it was 30 minutes of making math fun. Math comedy. And I tell you that, and you think, well, that didn't last more than two months. I went on Wikipedia today. It lasted 230 episodes. If you watch The Wire, remember the campaign director guy? He he was the main guy in Square One. It's unbelievable. But Square One, it had skits. It had, like, parodies. And the focus was math. The main thing I remember from Square One is Math Man. Mathman was kind of like Pac-Man, but instead of like power pellets, Mathman math ate math problems. And if he ate a correct math problem, then that was good. And then if he ate a incorrect math problem, the game was over. And guess what? And his name is Mathman. So you'd think he'd be pretty good at this, right? He'd run up on 2 plus 2 is 4. Like, yeah, 2 plus 2 is equal. It does equal 4. And then he'd eat it and he'd keep getting play. And then he'd come up on like 2 times 3 equals 5. And Mathman, his name is Mathman, would be like, yep, 2 times 3 equals 5. And he would eat that. And then from what I remember, a tornado would eat Mathman. <laughs> I remember that. I don't know how much it helped me in math, but um, anyways, shout out to Square One. I'm an old person. Final thoughts coming up. Are you sitting down? I'm serious. Are you sitting down? This is big news I'm about to tell you. From the lead sponsor of Unreasonable Doubt, Dyer Prime Creative Group. While I'm waiting for you to sit, let me give you the information on how you get a hold of them. 304-767-4445. Call or text that number. DyerPrime.com. D-Y-E-R-P-R-I-M-E.com. Here's the deal. Are you ready? 
As you know, Dyer Prime, they make custom designs. They're a full-service graphic shop. They'll come up with the design, put it on a t-shirt, color t-shirts, 50 of them. With your custom design, $300. You want white t-shirts with your custom design? $275 for 50 single-color custom shirts. This offer is good till the end of March. Get on it. Dyer Prime. Final thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Going to read an email sent to unreasonabledoubtwv at gmail.com. This email comes from longtime emailer Tad Smythe. The subject line says robots. Here's the email. While listening to your most recent episode of Unreasonable Doubt, a highly rated podcast about WVU basketball, An Alexa-enabled device at my house answered a question from your podcast without being prompted. Oh, boy. That's, That's me saying, oh, boy. Question. What does a robot get out of listening to a podcast? Alexa. Hmm. I'm not sure about that. Me. Begins, and this is like a stage direction, begins to burn my house and all belongings and move to the wilderness. Sincerely, Tad Smythe. Tad, thank you for the email. Since you sent that email, I assumed you bailed on moving to the wilderness, but that is creepy. Number one, Alexa listens to my podcast, which is, I'm I'm thrilled Probably the highest profile person that listens to this podcast, Alexa. And she can't answer the question. She's listening, but she doesn't know what she's getting out of listening to a podcast. Now, who programmed the robot? Or Because Alexa's a robot. Would we agree on that? That Alexa's a robot? If we agree on that, then the robot is not going to tell you what it what it knows if it doesn't want you to know. So uh, I think Alexa's being kind of cagey there, but that's amazing. That's an amazing story. Thank you, Tad, for that email. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms, every single one of them. There's so many to choose from. Choose them all. Listen on Anchor. Listen on Apple. Listen on Spotify. Listen on Podbean. Listen on Overcast. Listen on CastBox. Also do these things. Please, subscribe to the podcast. Rate it five stars. Leave a review. Do all those things on all the platforms. I appreciate you in advance. The next game for WVU, Saturday, 2 p.m., ESPNU. In Norman, Oklahoma, facing the Oklahoma Sooners. The next two weekends, West Virginia is going to the state of Oklahoma. All right? I don't have a prediction for this one. Oklahoma's 2-4 and four since WVU beat them on February 2 in the Brandon Knapper game. They're coming off a tough loss. Double-digit loss to Iowa State. So, with this performance, could they put two in a row? I 
I'm not going to predict that because it's a road game. And West Virginia has not won a true road game this year. So, but I'll be rooting for them. And I'll be watching. And I'll do a podcast afterwards. Thanks for listening. Until next time, I'm Josh Witt. This has been Unreasonable Doubt. WVU for the 2018-19 season. 11 wins and 17 losses.